Hi there guys, welcome to Grupo Senzalas Podcast, I'm your host, Mestre Pedro. This is our episode number 28. Today I'll share a conversation that I did about a week and a half ago with uh, Ana Paz. Ana Paz is a poet, she's an artist. Uh, I met her through Capoeira. Um, when I went to teach in Leicester, she had started Capoeira there and uh, the first thing that came to my attention is that she was Portuguese speaking. And, uh, you know, she was born in Portugal, grew up in London. And uh, I went to check her out like recently on, on uh, SoundCloud and I uh, really, really liked the stuff that she does, you know, and, and uh, her insight and how she, you know, puts feelings into words and, uh, you know, with rhythm and, and how that has like a similarity to what I try to do, you know, when, I, when I'm trying to sing capoeira in, in, in capoeira. So I thought, you know, that's definitely a, a guest I want to have in a in the podcast. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Let me know your thoughts on your comments and share with your friends and don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Enjoy it. I share. Hi there guys. Uh, welcome to the group Sanzala podcast. Today I have a, a special guest here, uh, she's a, a poet and uh, she's a capoeirista as well, I met her in, in Leicester and uh, she has the, this unique background of being uh, uh, from a, a Portuguese speaking family, right? You're from let me first introduce, I, I, I'm new into this, so give me some slack. Uh, Ana, bem-vindo, welcome to the, the podcast, thanks for taking the time. Thank you for having me, I appreciate it. Yeah, I, I you know, since since we, we've met uh, a little while ago, I, I people say, oh no, she's a poet, she's the stuff, and a while ago, not so long ago, I, I, I went to listen to your, your stuff. And and I, I really really liked it, you know, like, and and just the way you describe things and 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 the the outrage that you feel, you know, how you pass on the feelings, and it's really really powerful, really really unique as well, the way you see things and the way you, you describe them, and uh, so it was this interest. Oh, I thought it would be. It'd be great to have you on a podcast because one of the reasons that I wanted to do this podcast is to be able to tell, you know, little tales about the people that I meet in in in, in uh, you know along the, the the capoeira path, you know, mm. and and uh, I felt like this this connection, of course, because I don't really speak that much Portuguese and have you know growing old here. You know, mm. for me, 20 years, and then finding somebody who has a similar kind of uh, uh, life experience of growing up here, and, and uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that is one of the things that um, I feel, uh, <laughs> I guess, that I can highlight with my experiences, you know, coming from, obviously, a Portuguese-speaking background, but growing up, you know, in London... Um, and just how my experience differs in that way because, you know, I was not born here, but I grew up here and just how, you know, how that, I guess, affects me, um, and, and my work and what I sort of am drawn to. So, you know, and Capoeira being one of the things that I was drawn to, obviously, because of understanding that connection that it could have with my, uh, sort of like my background. So, so yeah. And uh, did you start Capoeira here in the UK first time? Yeah, I started definitely training here for the first time in, in Leicester. 
But, oh, it was in Leicester, okay. Yeah, it was the first time. But the, the thing is, I think because of, you know, I always knew about Capoeira, you know, it's something we see all the time in novellas and this and that. Like, you know, it's yeah. not um, something that was new to me. But definitely... Once I started um, train, the reason actually why I started training is because I saw uh, a theatre piece, a play uh, in London by a friend of mine now, Helena, and uh, she created a piece that was about women in Capoeira. And literally, once I saw that piece, I was like, wow, this is... this is for me, you know, because actually I auditioned for it. I was asked to audition for... For this role, I didn't get the role, but then I, I continued, you know, uh, supporting it and, and I watched it and I was like, wow, like this was so important for me to see. And it was so important for me to be in a room uh, full of women that um, I really saw myself in. You know, we all had a similar background. We all kind of grew up in, you know, London or Manchester, some of them. And it was just so nice to finally feel a little bit like home, you know? So, so yeah, so really that was what really prompted me, pushed me and said, Oh, I need to, to be involved in this actually. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the, this piece you saw in London or you saw in Leicester? I saw it in London. Yeah. The Oval Theatre. Cool. But tell, tell us a, a little bit about yourself. You said you were, you were, you were born in Portugal. Yeah, so I was born in Lisbon. Lisbon. And, uh, you know, I came to England when I was probably five years old. Okay. I'm assuming, yes. And, you know, I still remember, you know, not even being able to speak English. And it's really strange now because I found I find it more comfortable to, to speak English, to explain myself in English. But I still remember, you know, going to school and not understanding anyone yeah <laughs> and yeah. uh you know but you know it almost seems like a flash when you start to begin to understand things and and to just get by but but yeah so i was here from from when i was five and uh and my family background is a bit of a mixture so portuguese cape verde angola uh even have some brazilian relatives you know in our family the distant ones that we don't i don't know too well but i know of them so, you know, this, like I said, capoeira is definitely something that has always been of knowledge, just not something that I thought was for me. So, yeah. yeah. And, and uh, you, you, you grew up, uh, where about in London? Southeast uh, Greenwich, Deptford. Um, and, you know, probably one of the best areas, I would say, in Southeast London, considering... Uh, the reputation that we have in South. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I definitely am grateful for, for where I grew up. But, you know, I, not to say that there wasn't some difficulties as well in the environment, um, which I talk about a lot as well in, in my work. But yeah. definitely a lot of opportunities as well. So, yeah. Because this is one of the things I related to your your poem, poems was... The way you 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 describe the street, you know, like and and the outrage of seeing some like a, just some crazy acts, you know, happening, and you know this kind of vibe, you know, and I think it, it's it's something that I I I also share, you know, because you look at this world today, and you know if you it's like the the poor person who got rammed by the the car in in the, in one of those protests in the in the U.S. It's mm. like one of the last sentences she posted was like, "If you're not outraged, you're not you're not paying attention," you know. And I I really think that uh, this kind of voices are so important just just to be you know because we are now bombarded with so much message, so much disinformation, so much distraction. And, you know, sometimes I think this is important to be in the middle of this, this kind of the voices of, of non-conformity, you know. Mm. And I think I, I, I try to, to bring this to personally, you know, to my capoeira and, and through the eyes of what capoeira, you know, with the awareness of what capoeira came from, yeah. you know, and, and what you can do this at this moment in the now. And, and I really felt this, you know, this uh, uh, this connection of 
how you describe and how you know the spirit of of uh, capoeira is also very strong absolutely yeah um and you know for me this is part of my my arsenal now part of my um, language of how i'm trying to communicate and create the work that i want to create because i know a hundred percent that this belongs there it belongs in 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 the outrage in the in the speaking up of in the fighting of oppression in you know just widening perspectives and then what i love about capoeira as well is that we're using our body we sing as well we're using our voice so it's just it's everything it's all the elements of of what is a protest or what is um you know speaking up you know in every way so yeah. so yeah so absolutely and you 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 have like uh you're a person of many skills you you also come from a dancing background is that right uh, my background, I would say, more so is theatre, actually. Like, um, theatre? Yeah. I I went to drama school when I was about 15. And I was doing also drama studies at college. Um, and also I went to university to do performing arts. So really, yeah. technically, my background is theatre. But during that time, I was also on the streets starting to dance and, you know, creating dance groups and, um, you know, doing competitions, battling, that sort of thing. Um, and, and also taking a, a real sort of liking to hip hop, um, mm. and all the elements that come from hip hop as well. So that's why it's, it's sort of integrated into, into what I do as well. And the, where did the football came in the middle of all this? Oh, football has been there before everything. <laughs> uh, okay. Football was there literally when I came to this country. I always say to people, I could not speak English, and the first the the girls were trying to speak to me, and I could not understand them. And the boys, they showed me a football, and I just continued to play like that. So it was just that's how it began. I was just playing football because I could not speak. <laughs> so um, so. Football has always been there. It's always been my first love, my my way to communicate, my way to express myself first before, you know, the more creative things. Yeah, football when I when I I came I came to live in England when I was uh, 14 to 15. My father came for mm. a masters and I, I went to Newcastle. Okay. You know, Newcastle open time and you know, left the summer of Rio at 35 degrees, arrived here at zero. <laughs> And, and uh, three days yeah. later, I was going to school, you know, 20 minutes walk. And I, mm. I arrived the first day. I couldn't even write my name on the form because my hands were so, so cold. cold. But it definitely, <laughs> football was that connection of, like, how you can relate. Oh, he's, the, he's a Brazilian guy. Let's go and play. And I, I always played in goal in Brazil. But uh, there I was, like, a, a main midfield kind of guy. Right. And, uh, it, it's really <laughs> nice to see how, how the how football you know can can make this connection and 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 so can uh, capoeira as well you know because yeah. one of the funny things about the podcast is that i i started doing quite regular and then i stopped for a while but then when i went to look you can see your insights you know and where people have listened to and that is people mm. from like all over the world literally you know like from yeah. Uh, a small Saint Tome in, in in Africa to Nepal, you know. So it's it's uh, it's amazing how capoeira is is, uh, is spread out. Yeah. And uh, and uh, but how so you 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 started in Leicester and it's it's a very small group, right? And and uh, when did you had like before coming to the grading? Did you had like uh, an experience of all was a proper hoda before or was that the first time or how was that in, in, uh, you know? I think I did have an experience of it before because what was happening before, when I auditioned for, for that show uh, we were very much sort of immersing ourselves in capoeira you know they were technically trying to train us to be you know in these roles um, and obviously being someone that knows how to move, I could dance. They were, you know, they were teaching me certain things and, you know, we did go into a rada as well. And, you know, we were singing certain songs as well, but yeah, I would definitely say like when I started like my proper training and obviously I've been, you know, to London as well with Julio or, um, yeah. Carlao as well. 
So, you know, I started to, you know, seek it out a little bit more definitely here in Leicester, I would say. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, like the 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 vibe of being in a in a in a big hoda, mm, you know, because like, you one. are used sometimes to to go to, and and the hoda can be a kind of a scary place, right? Like mm. mostly for a beginner. Yeah, and, I and guess so, but not for me too much, you know. I don't know why. I feel I feel humbled definitely because you know you see amazing capoeiristas going in and doing their thing, so I feel humbled. But because maybe because of my background as a performer, I don't feel intimidated. I don't feel intimidated. Yeah, I don't feel intimidated because I, I think some sometimes I think um, when people train capoeira, this is just my thinking now. I think their awareness of their body sometimes might come later, whereas yeah. because I've been dancing and performing for a while my awareness of my body is already quite there, so I'm not so shy or so, yeah. um, you know, hesitant. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, but yeah, but I think definitely when uh, we did the grading is probably the biggest thing that oh, I saw. It, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Because it, it, it is, and, and the thing about the HOD is that, you know, you have, you have kind of like to jump in, you have to have this kind of leap of faith. You know, a lot of people get... You know, in the beginning, overwhelmed, you know, of yeah. being there, jumping in a circle without knowing so much. <laughs> and and I, I try to pass on this this idea that, you know, you you only gonna get used to it, jumping into it. You know, there is Absolutely. no, and in a way, it's it's a it's a perfect parallel to what life really is because we are all experiencing this journey, and the more we, of course, we have to to think on what direction we're gonna go but yeah that you know the time is going and you, you gotta i say to people okay, if you're too polite you know how you don't get to play you know at mm. some point it needs for you to go and make that decision and go in and i think it also brings back all this you know insecurity sometimes when you're moving you know i i used to have a lot of that and somewhere in my head there is still this this kind of the voice that's always mm. uh, uh, uh sowing the doubt in your head yeah. you know like that you're not all you know and i think it, this is one of the 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 hardest thing but i can definitely see in your game how you already quite confident the way you move and you, you all you know going all over the place and and uh, <laughs> it, it's uh it's uh it's nice to see how this this uh relationship between being a performer you know uh, uh really really helps on this attitude you know of of being there and, and trying and uh, yeah yeah so tell me a bit about you 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 having a this expose exposition right is that the right way to describe yeah exhibition exposition exhibition. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah yeah so did that what was uh how long ago were you planning Uh, because it came in the middle of the pandemic, and how is this whole, you know, initiative? How how we had to adapt and everything. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, this was obviously, you know, came out of the events that happened this year in relation to the Black Lives Matter uh, movement, and. And yeah, and to be honest, I just felt compelled to do more as an artist and I really wanted to to create something um, in relation to this, you know, just to come out in the forefront a little bit more about what it is that, you know, I really want to say about my experience or in relation to a black experience. And um, and it just so happened that I applied for a commission and I got accepted and it was it was this exhibition, the Resilience exhibition at the DMU and um which is also a part of obviously the magazine that they wanted to create as well so it just yeah it just fell in in line with each other i was already creating it i already actually created the track but then it just happened that they accepted that commission that i applied for before and uh, i just yeah aligned the two things uh, because you know essentially it was you know talking about the same thing really so um so yeah so it's, it really was only a turnaround of two months maybe three um but wow. like the poem i said i've told a few people that it's been it was completed this year so after the events but i actually started this poem last year 
So it just shows you, you know, life, how it just continues the cycles. Yeah. It's the same. But yeah, I finished it after this year. Yeah, this, this, the events that happened this year. And then that's when I created the, the track. And, and it's, it's a digital, it's also a digital yeah. magazine or also a, there is the, the, the real... Yeah, so there's a magazine uh, that they've created, uh, which obviously has other topics on there, discussions. Um, the magazine is for Black History Month. And then obviously there are the artists that are part of the Resilience Exhibition physically. You can see their work. So for me, you would be able to see my poem like actually written mm -hmm. and then you can actually also interact with it where you can see the video by scanning the code, the QR code. Um, so obviously you can see it for free, you know, if you go to the exhibition. But I, what I'm planning to do, obviously, is um, once the commission is over, I'm going to make sure that it's accessible like on my portfolio, my website, so that everyone else can see that actually. Because it's a film, essentially, um, you know, mm. came from the poem, but it's a, it's a film. Yeah, so uh, I, will, I will, afterwards you yeah. send me the links and I'll leave the links here in the description yes. if people want to check it out and, and uh, also the links to, to your work. And I think that's really important. Now, you know, this, this uh, the, the, all the protests that have, you know, come from the death of George Floyd and all this. And, you know, I, I, I remember the riots in the 90s that happened for a similar kind. And this, this theme keeps, uh, uh, you know, this pattern of action keeps coming up. And, but at the same time, we are in a real polarized uh, uh, society each time more. Um, how, like, and, and so it, I I understand the 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 whole you know it feels like an eruption. There's something so much that is there, and when it comes out, is it's it's more than what happened. Of course, what happened to him is mm. is yeah. hard to describe, right? And and just the sheer video, I couldn't even watch the yeah. whole the whole video. But uh, how do we get round on your on your? How do we make this better? You know, because it's it's also what I what I feel that sometimes that we have people are being divided and it's very hard to mm. reach out to the other one. You know, and when we make assumptions, oh, this side is mm. is a bunch of communists. You know, and this side is just a bunch mm. of white nationalists, and and and. I, I, you know, I have a history of being a guy who, who were on both sides of like, say, like when I was growing up in Rio, I could be, you know, in mm. Ipanema Beach, in a, you know, a Chile on the beach, but I also would be teaching in the ghetto with guys mm. with guns, watching the class. So I, I, you know, I always liked this ability that Capoeira gave me to look on both, to, to have access to both sides. And seeing yeah. the, 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 sometimes how each other reads the other side wrong, you know? And how do you see, and is that part of your strategy on how you use your poem? I mean, I haven't seen your, your, your work on this matter, but mm. yeah, how do you see this whole thing and how do we can, how can we move, you know, to, to, to make a better, you know, on your understanding, I guess. Mm. Um... I, you know, I agree with you. Um, I think it's education. I think when we look at our education and if we look to reform that, I think we can really have what you're saying, you know, um, have a, a better understanding of one another, a widening of, of different experiences or perspectives. And really that is what happened for me. This is what I'm saying because I, I definitely grew up in a, in between like that as well. You know, in a place like London, you know, you have rich and poor in the same space, you know. And I think you can definitely see how people can perceive each other 
from just not knowing each other. Do you know what I mean? Just not even just taking that step to to ask something or to 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 be in in their shoes. But I guess maybe me being a poet and me sort of like analyzing my environment, I was able to ask questions more than than make judgments. But I definitely made my judgments as well, and I definitely have you know the things that make me feel a very particular way because of my experiences but it's education man it really it is all i have to say it's, it's yeah. education because as soon as you start to educate yourself on one another on other people's experiences you you change um you know i i have um, a friend of mine who who also didn't really ex um ex understand black experiences and would very much shut me down when i would mm. say something but because I think she cared about me and she really wanted to keep this friendship, she did the work to want to understand and um and eventually she she did you know and and it just happened what you're saying is is that want and desire to to come together more than to be apart i think it's 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 all in that in a sense um it's all in in that it's all in education it's all in wanting you know even i have a, a fan of mine i call him a friend now but yeah. at the time i was in australia and australia had their issues yeah um and that. this guy i saw he, he used to be a nazi he told me this and he was in a space where i was performing i was a feature actor and uh and he was very problematic saying very inflammatory things and really people did not want him there you know a lot of you know the rest of the people were like you know this guy is a problem he's making people feel uncomfortable and i also felt this but also i i was weird because he liked me and he was like oh i like your work and um you know i uh, he was he's actually from england and he's an arsenal fan and all these things and i was like man this arsenal is so weird fan? i am an arsenal fan yeah <laughs> And um, it was very hard for me, but I felt like, okay, I cannot, I have to keep my distance, but at the same time, I don't know if I can completely break away from him, but I completely understand those who cannot do that. You know, I think it's, it's hard. It is, yeah. But, you know, long story short, this guy is absolutely so with it now. Like, I cannot explain to you, like someone that I can have conversations with, he's educated himself, He's done a complete like 180 basically and mm. it's because I think some of us allowed you know stayed with him and yeah. just gave him that support and you know that bit of love or whatever attention in some way to make him cuz he wanted to change you know and and a lot of people we do want to know more we want to yeah. understand better most people really actually do you know yeah. we have the few that don't but I think most people do but it, it does take a bit of compassion a bit of yeah. time but it, at the same time, we have to understand for some people, they don't have that time um, to do that. They don't have the comfortability to be able to do that. I have to realize that's my privilege, you know, as, as someone of color that I, you know, I live comfortable enough that I can do that. Some people, they cannot do that in the environments that they are in. You know, it's a survival thing. You know, you have to be yeah. very cutthroat for how you move. So... Yeah, it's it, hard, man. It's it hard. It is, because there is this idea of, like, you know, people being complaining about the cancel culture, you know, and it's, it's easier sometimes to just build a wall and, like, I don't want to deal with it. But I, at the same time, when you see, because I think that maybe what you saw in this guy is maybe something that you related to you. Absolutely. You know, so you, you saw something common and, and by that, that communication, you know, it, it, it can really achieve. Because I think that as... There are so many sound bites ready, you know. There is a whole industry that depends and thrives on this division, mm. right? That is created within our society, and, and so it's it's the best brains are putting into this, you know. Because I I I have a good friend, you know, and and he was talking, oh, you know, because this uh, Black Lives Matter is like a Marxist group. I said, and what is wrong with being Marxist? Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, the communists. I said, look, it's, it's, 
being a Marxist does not necessarily make it evil. You know, mm. do you know about Marxism? You know, and and you you realize that all he's doing is just repeating stuff. And I and I don't really. Th I, I mean, I'm no specialist, but it doesn't feel like it's a monolithic kind of movement. Mm. You know. Uh, 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 Black Lives Matter, and and sometimes people try to take things out of context. Say, oh, this here is the representative of Black Lives Matter in the UK. Yeah. And look what she wrote. Yeah. You know, and and try to discredit the whole. Yeah. You know, outrage of what the situation is because racism is is endemic on a system on on a on our system, right? Yeah. And and uh, be it here in the UK or in the US, as you know, in Brazil, they all mm -hmm. have the peculiarities, but it is there. Yeah. And 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 uh, so it's just how to find. You know, I think like sometimes is having like a common goal. You know, like in Brazil right now as well, it's a very toxic yeah. kind of re relationship. You know, that we you, you if you voted for this guy. A lot of people like, no, this guy's a fascist. Like, if you vote, he's responsible for this. And then just like, it makes it, you, you take a stance that is so hard to to reach out or or to find common ground, you know? And, and uh, I think people put like things in stone, right? So it cannot be changed. It cannot be. And we have to realize that we are not like that. You know, people, we change, yeah. evolve, adapt. You know, we're not the same people that we were, you know, even a while ago. just, uh, you know, yesterday, you know, a week ago, you know, but it's true. I think even I'm opening myself up more to this because it's true. If you have this common goal, if this is what you're actually trying to achieve, then I think you're more accepting of the different ways that you can achieve that. And it might not necessarily be your approach or what is um, the core of how you, you know, your movement or your political stance. But if this is really what we're trying to get, you know, we're trying to reach for this, then I don't think, what can, you know, I don't think we can be at odds with each other for, for that, you know what I mean? And I think um, something that I've definitely had to realize recently is that we're not the same. We have to stop trying to make people the same. We're different. Yeah. But, okay, what is important for us as a society? Are we all trying to reach that? Those who are not, then, okay, we can have a discussion about that, you know. But if really we're trying to do this and people are, are making that their core and their stance, you know, of something that is actually beneficial for us as a whole, then I will listen to you. I will listen to you, you know what I mean? I will. I will take time to listen because... There's no point of me trying to make you think the same way as me, do as I do. I'm me, like I'm going to move in this world the way that I need to move in this world, you know, because this is where I am, you know. But I know for other people it's it's different. So we have to we have to find our different ways to do what we need to do. Yeah, that's true. Tell me artists that you kind of uh, uh inspired you or had an influence in you well i would say definitely when i was really sort of getting into hip-hop um i was very i loved nas um because of his just ability to just describe his uh, environment as it was and his environment wasn't necessarily something beautiful at all you know talking about growing up in Queens, New York, and everything that was around him. But, you know, it was definitely the first time that I started to see a mirror to my experience. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that you could write in a, in a beautiful way. You could write about something so ugly or something so not nice. Um, yeah, and... I think when I started listening to him, um, even like Tupac or Biggie Smalls or Wu-Tang, um, Tribe Called Quest, like so many, like sort of like the nineties, you know, um, yeah. pioneers sort of thing. I really started to 
feel motivated to write and to to talk about my experience and yeah and I think ultimately it was it was my therapy actually um it was a way for me to understand what I'm experiencing what I'm feeling what I can see different lives you know so close to each other um yeah so definitely they the hip-hop as a whole as a culture definitely inspired me um to do that and do you have any 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 link like to any connection to any portuguese song or or, or brazilians like from your family because mm. you know being being brazilian and, and knowing that the portuguese you know has this similarity this close family ties and and yeah you're telling me that you you put some subtitles on your on your <laughs> on your work so your 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 granny could 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 uh, follow yeah is your granny in london as well or she in is she is she moved uh uh two years ago now to to be with us um so she is in london And, uh, yeah, when she said this to me, I was like, oh, you know, I have to make it accessible for her. So I'm, I got onto it, translating it with my friend Helena. And, uh, and you know what? It's so weird. I never really consider myself, like, so poetic, even though I'm a poet. I don't feel like I write so poetically, so beautifully, you know, it's, you know. But when it was translated into Portuguese, I was like, wow. This is so beautiful. This is so poetic. And probably yeah. because the language has more scope for, you know, I think sometimes the English language is very, you know, mm. rigid a little I mean, bit. It works in certain yeah. it works very well in, in some 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 ways, but yeah, because I feel this that there are like lots of me, uh, uh, capoeira tunes that are really light and really help me, you know, to see and understand the world around and You know this the 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 presence of you know this rebelliousness mm. you know being and 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 this critical look at how things were but when you translate it into into English I f I find it hard to pass the same vibe the same impact that those words in Portuguese had yeah uh, I don't know if you know like Mestre Tony has some beautiful yeah I have heard some strong strong uh, uh, poems. But yeah, it's definitely a, a, a challenge to make this this uh, English Portuguese, <laughs> and, and and this is how I also I've been doing this podcast. I'm doing like every odd number. I, I'm not even sure which one is which, but I do one in English and one in Portuguese because I just yeah I just think it's it's really good for the the capoeira you know audience uh, uh, to know these little stories here and. And there is very few, you know, English uh, uh, stuff, you know, mm. about in audio, you know. So I think it's a, it's a nice one to co uh, uh, bring together little stories like this. I think it's important and, uh, as well because it's authentic, right? As well because uh, you know I did um, some a friend of mine. She went on like a Portuguese podcast thing or radio thing. And she mentioned me and my work, and the and the the host was like, "Oh, but does she speak Portuguese? Does she create in Portuguese?" And she was like, "Oh no, she does it in English." And she's like, "But she should do it in Portuguese." <laughs> and then you know, it reminds me of you know many years you know my parents saying, "Oh, you should speak Portuguese." Da da da. But then I was like, "But this is not authentic to my voice of of you know I grew up in England, and there's a lot of um actually." you know, people from Portuguese-speaking backgrounds now that have grown up here that actually yeah. would have a similar experience to me, maybe, you know, of even this fight between, you know, speaking Portuguese and English and, you know, and I was like, you know, I have to be authentic. I cannot pretend, you know, to... I can, actually. So, for instance, I could probably translate my work and I can, and I can perform it in Portuguese, but I cannot... Um, I think I can't force myself to create in that way because of the yeah. space that I'm in. I'm very much influenced by my environment and what's going on and where I am. You know, maybe if I live, you know, in Brazil or Portugal or something, maybe it's going to, you know, inspire me to 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 yeah. want to create in Portuguese, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah, it's very hard to create on demand, right? It's it's all about what really hits you and, and the way you digest that and how you, you put it out. So Yeah. 
it's it's a it's a, a hard one. That's cool. I, do you do you have anything like of your work? You have something that like you have a, as a favorite? You know, something that you like the most, or um, I think something you would like to share here, or oh, to share. <laughs> um, well, you know, to be honest. I really, I really like what I've just created. Um, I'm really proud of it. And, you know, obviously the piece as a whole, somber. Um, and I really, yeah, I think that poem of late anyway has really encompassed, you know, my feelings, not only to do with, you know, what we've been discussing about, you know, black experiences and, you know, but really just... I I just think it's also a personal thing for me. Um and it was very I don't know, therapeutic to bring that all together in this year and it was very good to sort of like look back at it and just to see, you know, what we've created from it as well. So I'm really proud of it. Um so yeah, cool. I mean I, if you have the track, I'm more than happy for you to play it um, if you want to. <laughs> well, no, I'll, I'll definitely play a, a little bit on the beginning and, and, and on the end. I always make a, I do some updates about the, the Capoeira Solidaria, yeah. you know, uh, project. And then I, I like to put some, some different audios in the background. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so just, just to finalize this. Oh, lovely. We... How so? I saw that you 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 made uh, that Capoeira had a role on this on this latest piece. Yeah, yeah. And I saw there was a, 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 a capoeirista doing some moves. And how? What was your take on on this uh, with Capoeira? If you could describe. So the piece Samba was about sort of the trials that black people have navigating white spaces. And so I really wanted to use Capoeira as a, stylistically as a way to show how you find ways to move uh, when you are met with obstacles or when, uh, um, you know, when you're actually being forced to mold and bend and shape into a norm that is not of your own. Um, you know, and then I, I, I feel that Capoeira for me is, um, empowered me to mold and shape and contort myself in a way that empowers me. It doesn't make me feel less, doesn't make me feel like, you know, because this is something that has been used to do just that, you know. Um, so actually I wanted to use, yeah, Capoeira as a, as a, as a stance on how we can move in a way, in, the, in these environments that don't fit our standards, but it empowers us. Um, it doesn't make us feel less. It doesn't make us feel like we're losing a part of ourselves, but actually gaining something that actually grounds us because it's part of our history or part of our ancestors, you know. So so that was my main reason for using it, actually. Um, and then obviously Helder as well, he, he comes from a similar background as well. And he he used to train in Capoeira. He's a b-boy, um, so he's a break dancer. And yeah. I also love, because obviously I love hip-hop and, you know, fusing the poetry with the music and using a b-boy and using Capoeira because I just see the the correlations that run through all of, all of these things, you know, Capoeira and hip-hop. I see so many similarities in, in the movement and even in yeah. the trajectory of, of, of its sort of roots and its history. So, so yeah, so that, that was, I was like, of course now for me, I'm like, I'm going to use Capoeira, you know, as long as it fits, I think with the theme of, of, of using your body in a way to empower yourself or in a way to, to find a different language or, you know, I will be using it, you know, because of this, because now I feel like this is what was missing actually in my work was because I always used movement. I always had music and I always had the poetry, but that now I felt like I just yeah. needed that. Capoeira is kind of, is all of this together. And exactly. A more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's so much. And it's so interesting that what you mentioned, it, it reminded me of the story. There is one of this, it's kind of a, 
legend, but it's it's based on 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 some uh, basically this relationship between break dancing and capoeira. You know, there is this mestre mestre Gelon. Okay. Mestre Gelon is one of the pioneers of capoeira in the U.S. And he he was I think for a while together with Master Cordeon, but like late 70s they moved to 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 New York, and he started doing lots of uh, community classes, you know, like working through the council and stuff. And it was more or less at the same time that you know break dancing starts coming from the same area, mm. you know. And, and all those positions like freeze and the head spins and the hand spins. So there was this, uh, I never actually got to to ask Master Jalon specifically about this, you know, to, to, to see. Because I heard the story and I don't know how much <laughs> is myth, how much is true. But uh, I know that there is a bit of a, you know, I've met guys in, in, in that had some rivalry with Capoeira. But I think that, I don't know, you know, Bin, uh, Neguin. Mm, Neguin so. is like a, a b-boy oh, Brazilian guy yeah actually I have heard of him yes yeah 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 he's, he's amazing he's like yeah. a capoeirista yeah but that became like a few years ago he was like top the amount of stuff and he was mixing a lot of like Brazilian kind of moves like samba and capoeira mm. into his b-boy with a lot of power moves and it it uh, it was yeah it was definitely making that connection there yeah but uh, but you don't know for sure if it, if because um, I've heard this as well it's like people can't say for sure that Capra influenced hip hop but in terms of the timing it could be very probable that it did yeah I mean look it, it's like saying there is only you if you we have the one body right two arms two legs there is only so many ways we can move and and uh, it's very hard because in capoeira as well there is this there is this uh, uh search for the truth you know and it's actually is a battle of narratives mm. like where did capoeira come from and then it's like one one side of it is saying like oh capoeira came from the ingolo dance you know and then two Capoeiristas uh, 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 researchers go to Angola and they 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 go to see and it's like man it 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 was like a a, a, a cold bath to their hopes of finding something exactly like this mm. you know because so actually it, it looked more like some regional kind of moves than what we were expecting but it's not quite there and you have I think a Martinican dance that is you know so capoeira is it's kind of open. But it's, it, it must is... have evolved, you know. We have to not think that it was in a space where it clearly has evolved and was cultivated to to be inspired by what his environment was. But I think there is no doubt, though. I think the concept of this circle, someone in the front singing... It's so African, though. I have to say, <laughs> the way I, I don't mean, know. It, <laughs> I mean, uh, 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 the whole circle thing. It's. I mean, uh, we. You know, uh, uh, it's definitely African. There is no. There's no question about it. It's just that you cannot take it from one point mm. because it was. You can't find the a, line. A, the was know. a mixture that happened in in. In one place, yeah. but it was it was clearly you know there is no there is no question that is it's a uh, it comes from Africa, but it didn't come from Africa in the way that we have it here yeah. today, and it's yeah. something. So it's it's kind of very interesting because it puts Brazil to question what is the actual the genesis, like what is Brazil, you know, and and. Uh, but it, it's basically the open. There's a lot of things that people want to come up with an idea of what capoeira is mm. and, and create this story. Like, oh, it's uh, we have the rhythms and the, the instruments are like this, and that's how you always been mm. kind of thing, you know. And it's not true, really. It was something that was. Very recently, the beating bow was put in in capoeira. You know, like they are still having a, a not sure when beating bow came into capoeira. Mm. You know, and and uh, when the social side of capoeira became, 
you know, because capoeira was was forbidden, you know, yeah. and it, it decided it started to be accepted when he made this relationship with, you know, oh, if we play by your bar here, you know, we'll attract a crowd, mm. and then you know, he was like, oh, so there is a we can so it was capoeira being capoeira as a full on fight it sees existing you know mm. and the social side of capoeira grow but it's it's just interesting because you know it's it's much more vulnerable mm. to accept and say look we don't really know how it was you know like all the capoeira songs that we we sing the oldest capoeira song he actually came from another folkloric manifestation was brought into capoeira mm. but there's another sec- side that wants to like sell you the package like you know with all the answers mm. there and it, it's the answers are still there to be, to be yeah definitely i think found. this is why i think i felt comfortable i feel comfortable to sort of play in this play and learn really because because of what you said, because I do feel like it's open and I do consider it in a way like art, you know, like uh, something that is shaping and molding and, and being cultivated every single day, you know, depending on the environment, depending on who's teaching. Um, and even if I, you know, continue to train and learn and I use this in, in my work in some way that is going to change something maybe one day I don't know yeah so for sure so so that's how I mean maybe I'm wrong to perceive it in that way but I perceive it no. like that as well it, it is definitely like this like you you can feel like the hoda is made of the elements around you know yeah. and you have an influence in the hoda so Sometimes you're gonna have like this energy, you know, the capoeira energy can can change so quickly. Mm. You know, it can become very martial art like, mm. and then the tension in the air you can almost cut with a knife, mm. you know, because it becomes this aggressive kind of thing. And at the same time, there is this like joyful moments, you know. So like, is what are you gonna bring into the hoda, you know? So you when you go in a circle, you are automatically having an influence on the outcome yeah you know and you see a guy doing something and you feel like oh this is a cool thing and then what you saw there is going to have an impact on the way you move yeah you know so it's it's in so many dimensions if you if you think about it and that's why i think it's it's so fascinating and and so amazing to be able to go to many different places with so many different cultures and see how capoeira you know, it hits a, 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 a thing with people mm. you know, and how people relate to it. And it's a, it's a, it's a pretty, it's, it's the whole cycle has been done because capoeira, like samba, like the Afro-Brazilian religion, they were persecuted, you know, like Brazil until the 1920s, like until 100 years ago, they thought that the only way to development was to, to, you know, whiten the population, you know, yeah. the eugenics of, of, of that. And and uh, to have something that was persecuted, you know, like physically instruments would be broken and stuff. And, and now he has done the, the whole, you know, is the biggest the biggest cultural exporter of Brazil, you know, is the reason why most people are learning Portuguese and going to Brazil to find out. So it's the it's what they were chasing what they were fighting off now it's is the norm and i think this in a way i i, I like to think that this is also what we're going through right now you know yeah. it seems that we are so skewed to one direction and feel so hopeful so hopeless at in some sense but actually i think i feel that we are near like this next stage when better you know better days will come i have this strong we can only hope. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do, I do, I do keep it, you know, because it's it's hard to think about a whole winter coming in and still, you know, a lockdown yes. coming and stuff. But Anna, thank you very much thank for you. taking in, you know, your time to to join on this conversation. And uh, yeah, if anything you you wanted to to say, we're gonna put the links for you in in the in the. In the description and yeah thank you very much thank you so much for having me honestly um i really yeah i'm really happy that we had this conversation and yeah hopefully uh we can just continue to well hope for better days 
keep creating, yes. you know, keep moving, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. And and uh, I'm really looking forward is to see because you say you don't really, you know, have the, the habit of, you know, creating in Portuguese, but now with the songs and, uh, you know, the, the more you get into the music side and, and uh, it'll be nice to see, you know, the Portuguese uh, uh, songs coming out in Capoeira. You yeah. know, because like what you're saying about rap and it's so interesting, you know, it's like, it's sometimes just intonation. Sometimes it's a break on the way you talk. And when you listen to the, uh, you know, I was teaching my students how to play regional in a, in a, in the beating bow and sing, that's the most challenging rhythm for most capoeiristas. Mm. And, you know, I say to the guy, look, listen to Bimba. It's a 1953 recording. <laughs> listen with headphones and look at how he pronounced yeah. things. And it's this whole, you know, and and, and uh, it's, it's a lot of like, uh, you know, my understanding what rap is. It's like, it's the way you, you put a tone, the way you wait and when you sing. And yeah, you so, gotta, you gotta ride the rhythm. And you, you know, I've, I've been doing that actually. I have been sort of singing certain capoeira songs and I've actually been adding my own lyrics and uh, and having my own little rhythm to the bits that I add uh, just because, you know, I don't know why it just naturally is coming out of me. But uh, but yeah. uh, don't worry, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm going to be more comfortable yeah, and uh, hopefully I, show you some sure, stuff. I'm sure and I, I look <laughs> forward to, to see the result of that. Cool. <laughs> nice one. All right, man. So guys, I hope you enjoy it. Just before you go, I thought it would be suitable to share a little bit of her work. This is a short track called Lost at Sea. And that's from a YouTube video that I'll put the link below in the description. And also to Anna's websites if you want to find out more about her work or how to watch her latest exhibition. Enjoy it. I share. I've accepted that there's always a reason Think of the most Unexplainable Intangible, unforgivable scenario Can you see it? You know as painful as it may be that there is a reason No excuses being given A reason why some people want to find themselves And even a reason why some people want to lose themselves We're certainly not all the same Cause life comes in waves Life comes in, shapes us differently Life comes in waves, life comes in Drags you one way or the other Trust me, there is no listening Because life is just like the sea And some of us are completely lost at sea Believe me, I know that sometimes I can be Even when the sea is calm The salt will still burn You still might swallow, you still might choke You can still feel stranded, you can still feel alone when you've drifted way too far No longer know which way is home So what do you do? You remain You stay You create an abode from the debris You make your home in the sea Is it because we all came from the womb Waiting to be free Ready to roam immersed in water So maybe we're just looking for something close to home And we forget That this is not home Life comes in waves, life comes in, shapes us differently Life comes in waves, life comes in, drags you one way or the other Trust me there is no taming, there is no listening Because life is just like the sea And I know now, most of us are completely lost at sea But still, I'll continue to be that message in a bottle And I hope that one day you find me. So that was it guys, I hope you enjoyed the conversation with Anna, and before you go, I want to give a quick update on the Capoeira Solidaria project. We are trying to implement now three 
main action plans. We want in real to set up a network of uh, a collection points network so people can drop off donations of food you know, and items of clothing and hopefully by the end of the year we can do like a, an event with some of the communities nearby real. Maybe get the different ones together. Let's see what we can come up with, what we can organize. And all, all depends on the volunteers in Rio as well. So I'll keep you guys updated on this. And uh, we want, you know, the album is doing good. We are selling every day. We sell a copy at least. And uh, you know, every single album that we do sell, it's it's a food basket that we can we can buy. And uh, but we, you know. Christmas coming in, we want to do something for kids, some uh, nice gift ideas that would stimulate learning about uh, capoeira, uh, stimulate their coordination, their creativity. So I don't want to give any more spoilers, but I'll keep you guys updated on that as well. And finally, we want to do a viral campaign, you know, very similar to the ice bucket challenge, but instead of throwing yourself a bucket of cold water. We want you to do, you know, maybe 15 seconds of a capoeira combination solo. Uh, it can be in pairs, it can be music, you know, you can be playing the beating bow or singing a capoeira song. And the idea is that after that, you, you have to post that, you know, and be on your family group, on your Facebook page, on your Instagram, whatever. And uh, you gotta challenge three other guys to do it, you know. And uh, hopefully like this, we can reach out to more inside the Capoeira community because the more people we know, the more projects we'll map and you know, more people donating we'll have as well. So let's see how that goes. You'll hopefully hear about it and hopefully join in too. So that's it, guys. Uh, let me know your thoughts in the comment section. Don't forget to share with your friends and subscribe to the channel. Valeu, until the next one. I share.